back in the CU Buffs Blitz podcast. I'm just kidding. I wish it was. It's still the Broncos Blitz podcast. School um, <laughs> Man, I'll tell you. We, uh, yesterday, Deion Sanders announced as the new head coach of the University of Colorado, man. And it was magical, special. Had a chance to go be at the press conference, um, which they scheduled at 1.30 right in the middle of the Broncos game. So whether it be... Well, towards the end. Okay. But again, the, there's only a certain contingent of media that could be at a certain amount of places at a certain time. So if the Broncos mattered at all, okay? If the Broncos mattered at all, Dave Platty, who's the Jim Sakamano of, you know, the Buffalo's program, would have scheduled that press conference early morning, probably 4 not. A 3 o'clock, oh. even like a 2 o'clock, just to give guys uh, a chance to zoom in, whatever it may be, sure. at the end of the Broncos game. So um, while you know, we started talking about the buffs here with the Broncos Blitz podcast, it, a direct you know, kind of <laughs> reflection of how bad the Broncos are. Again, they got flexed out of the Chiefs game. Thank God. Absolutely. But yeah. also, listen, <laughs> the Chiefs, the, here's how bad the Broncos are, Okay. The Kansas City Chiefs, probably the most popular team in the NFL with the best player in the NFL who are the Vegas favorites to win the Super Bowl. With stars upon stars on the team, you got Kelsey, Andy Reid's a big star in his own right. Um, man, I'll tell you, for them to have been flexed out, that should tell you how bad and pathetic and lowly the Broncos are. Yeah, well, let's not Just get ahead of ourselves. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs can't even beat the Bengals. Whoa, calm down here. That's three in a row. Joe Burrow, three, three in a row straight against L's, Patrick yeah. Mahomes. That is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, love love me some Joe tonight. Yeah. It's like I Josh too, Allen, man. he's great, but he can't beat Patrick Mahomes. Mm, Joe Burrow can be yeah. Patrick Let me Mahomes. ask you this. Other than the Chiefs and the Bills, you can be one other team. You could trade the Broncos in everything. Literally just bring the players here and put orange and blue and the horse on the helmet. Give me another team that you would trade in right now to like who's like got the most going for them. The Eagles. Okay, I think I'd yeah. go the Bengals. I believe in the Eagles. I I like the Bengals a lot. Yeah, they have a lot of fun players. I love Joe Burrow. Um, I, the the interaction between Zach Taylor and Jamar Chase yesterday after Jamar Chase oh, got a penalty. Sportsmanlike, yeah. I thought that was like it, it was a little like unbecoming of a head coach. But I understand what he's saying. Like, you can't get that penalty. It doesn't matter. They still won the game. Yeah. Uh, McPherson, great kicker. Um, Man, the Bengals got just I so like much the going for the them. The Bengals do have a lot going for them. Those um, new white uniforms are pretty sweet. I think the Eagles proved yesterday, too, that they went from – there's a lot of doubt on Jalen Hurts. I think he's removed Why? purely all – because he wasn't drafted – in the first round, yeah. very high. He's because, a monster. Listen, because the, all the whole story, because they benched him at halftime yeah. in Alabama for Tua, and Tua goes on to help him win a national championship. There's just been a lot of knocks on the guy for one reason or another. Not good enough pocket passer. Well, knocks on Tua yesterday. Well, again, um, I think that the Eagles and Jalen Hurts prove that they're bona fide, legitimate, straight up, not only Super Bowl contenders, but maybe the just purely the best team yeah. in the NFC with no, you know, what that with the Vikings in the distance who are a good team with the Cowboys 
who just put up 50 points last night, Whew. a step away from those guys. The Eagles got it going. Bossa Nova, for sure, they're very special. Yeah. Uh, I haven't mentioned where I'm even trying to avoid it here. The game itself yesterday for the Broncos. <laughs> Dude. There's a game? Oh, it's like so bad. I, I was like, when we, when we got to the third quarter of that thing, I started to believe. I started to think there's a chance they're gonna it was, win. This it was nine game. to three, right? Nine to three. It was yeah, weird. Nine yeah. to three for most of the second half. Defense playing lights out as per usual. Defense was killing it. Justin Simmons nine to three. two interceptions. I think One the of Broncos, them was a gift. I think the Broncos themselves got caught up in thinking nine to three was like a seventeen to three lead. Yes. And because to them, it basically was. Well, because, you know, you're not going for it on fourth and ones. I don't know how many oh, times. You're three and eight. Sick. You have nothing literally to play for. Lamar Jackson wasn't even playing. You know, a fourth and one to you Played should be. Played three drives. A fourth and one for you should be an automatic yes of a decision as long as it makes sense and you're not a 12-year-old playing Madden. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that kind of situation, um, like J.J. asked me, why don't they just go for it on fourth down? And I'm like, J.J., because they're on their own 30. You know what I mean? All right, so our podcast kind of got chopped in half. We're kind of bouncing back in here. I was mentioning that, you know, my even, you know, like my son who's nine is kind of realizing the Broncos got nothing to play for. Why aren't they just kind of, you know, playing like there's nothing to lose? And that was what was so, like, shocking and surprising about the game yesterday. Nathaniel Hackett has made every wrong decision at every turn from day one. Um, there's no saving this team. And it's just it's mind-numbing, blowing, Tebow, Orton-like quarterback play. The low, low, like, depths of, like, when the Broncos at the lowest points. I can't think of teams that were just so inept offensively. Um, it's the worst Broncos football that I said of my adult life. And when you're the lowest scoring team in the NFL – and when you have everything that's kind of gone wrong for you, that's a top to bottom, all the way down problem. Who's the most to blame? Peyton, Hackett, Russ, no talent. I'm giving you options here. Yeah. Okay. But if you had to pick one, Russ, that'd be the number one guy I would blame. <laughs> that's a good answer, for Alex. It's like I want to be mad at you for saying that or something. That's what I would. But that's, that's what the, I would say. Who too. deserves more blame than him? Um, but it's honestly, because it's the Broncos fan inside of me not wanting to admit. Yeah, that because you know we're nothing stuck to do with, with you. You're just saying the words out loud. I don't want to hear. The problem is, like I've been very hard on Russ on this podcast, and he earned it. He sucks, but I've said it many times. He's washed. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and try to show some growth here. Um. I'm going to put a third of the blame on Russ, a third of the blame on Hackett, a third of the blame on Peyton. I'm just going to spread it out over those three evenly because Hackett is calling terrible plays. Every third down, That de the defense can do whatever they want. They know the Broncos aren't going to get a third down. They don't throw to the sticks. They don't run hard. They can't block. They're a bad team, so they can't get third downs. Uh, so I put a little bit on Hackett. I put a lot on Russ. Um, but technically the same amount. And then I put it on Peyton because he picked both these guys. But Russ is the one playing the game. I don't do something. It's weird. I, I People used to talk about how Russ was getting snubbed by not getting MVP votes. Here's the weird thing. This check this Russ out. Russ could not be an MVP in any league. Okay, let me ask no. you this. He thing. couldn't be an MVP in the lingerie football league. Would <laughs> Russ be having the same exact success 
that Geno Smith is having if he would have never left Seattle? I don't think this year. Yeah, probably not. Not this year. I say yeah. But I also think that Pete Carroll customized the team and created a situation where Russ was just enough quarterback to have success the way that he sees it. If you have a running game that you commit to and some runners who are dangerous and Russ can do just enough, I kind of think they'd be in the same spot. I don't think that Geno's better than Russ. Yeah, because let me reverse it for you. If if Geno Smith is the quarterback of the Broncos, are they scoring the 14 points a game? Yeah. No. I th- I don't, 17. I don't think Geno's special at all. Gino has been playing significantly better than Russ. It wouldn't this. be worse because of his co- the scheme and the coach. I don't think that's totally true. It's partially true. Yes, I yeah. agree to an extent. Right. I think that also There's, Russ is just like I'm the man. I got my money. I'm good. I don't have to really be. Okay, I have a good Broncos Blitz podcast question for you guys. What would be as splashy and impactful of a Deion Sanders to see you like hire for the Broncos at head coach. We have two guys. We have I have two guys. We have two guys on the show. I mean, I think Peyton Manning is the easy question, easy answer, but he doesn't want to be a coach. Ooh, that wasn't one well, of ours. Mine would be one of the one of the two guys. Damn, did you hear that though? That was not. Yeah, we didn't mention that. That's uh, that's yeah. out of the box for sure. Um, be a huge splash if PFM huge, took yeah. the coaching reins. I just I don't think he wants that role though. He wants he's got his sights set a little higher. We had two. Um, my guy would be Sean Payton. Yeah. So oh yeah, Sean Payton's. Big. That would be a That'd splash. Be awesome. That would be a, a, my a big guy, shark. And my guy would be Sh- Jim Harbaugh. Ooh, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I like we're that. talking about like the biggest possible hire you could yeah. kind of make. Okay, let me. This the Sean Payton I the like Payton a lot. One might be the biggest though. Sean Payton I like a lot, um, but I think Russell Wilson already has a problem where he thinks he's Drew Brees. Well, Sean Payton not. could help turn him into Drew Brees yeah. though. If there's anybody who could turn Drew Brees, he, you know, he turned Drew Brees into Drew Brees. So if there's anyone yeah, who's going to turn Drew Brees into Russell into Drew Brees, it'd be him. Maybe. Or does Russ think, oh, he wants to come here because I'm Drew Brees? doesn't matter. <laughs> they, the only problem is... Russ, is, somebody has to get through to Russ that he has to get better. Here's the thing. And I don't think he cares about getting better right I now. Think the I think Broncos, he's just like, I have enough excuses that I don't have to take any responsibility. To get back to reality a little bit, there's... Um, the Broncos played themselves out of Sean Payton. If they were just right yeah. in the middle, comparable. And even if they were losing games but, like, scoring points doing it, right. there's such bottom feeders right now that I think Sean Payton would be turned off from this team. I don't know if they could even get Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has beaten Ohio State I, what, I don't know. twice in the yeah. last two years. I think if Jim Harbaugh wins a national championship, he would consider leaving. Because if he wins, he'll leave. And then it's like I already reached. Yeah, I already reached the mountaintop. Now I go try to win a Super Bowl. I was thinking this in my head, and I didn't say it on the radio. That he might have last year and this year played Michigan up to a place, the peak. This is the peak, and even if they don't win it, it's hard to win it. You have to be, you know, he can unless you're Georgia, who's going to win it two years in a row. He could leave Michigan, go to the pros. And when he's done with the pros, go back, go back to Michigan, mm. not just to another good job. Okay. Go back to Michigan. Two years ago, he couldn't. 
people were saying, ah, it never worked. His brand, this and that. He's, you know, he's not good enough as the other greats, the Herbs and the Sabins. He's proved himself to be now. So if he wants another crack at the NFL, some would say, well, he'd have to win it. Or maybe not. Maybe he knows this is as good a Michigan team as he's ever had. And then maybe he will have over the next couple of years, which might make him say, okay, I'm going to go bounce to the NFL. If I want to come back and do this again, I'm sure I'd be welcome with open arms. I like that. That's a good, that's a good thought. It's a good take, um, huh? right? I, both of those names are very appealing. I think they're both great coaches. Uh, also, I like both those guys. Uh, there are some guys, you know, who are good coaches, but you wouldn't necessarily want to, like, get a beer with them. I think both those guys are guys I would want to hang out with outside of football. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it's so bad. I think that a lot of, I think a lot of coaches who might have considered taking it last offseason, it's like gotten even, somehow it's gotten even worse than Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. And you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback running the offense. And it just stinks. Yeah. Um, but it's not all on Russ. Most of it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough because when you see Greg Dulcich make a couple plays here and there, when you see Jerry Judy getting open downfield for a long completion to get them enough to essentially help get that field goal, that second field goal, uh, you see that the offense can do things. It's just not consistent enough to make anything happen. Like I thought Latavius Murray was running the ball pretty well yesterday as well. And then there were some oppor- some opportunities probably to keep running where they went away from it. Whatever Coach Hackett does, whether it be the play calling, the um, scheme, the um, mood and the vibe of the team, like whether you call that being motivated or um, a culture thing, it, it's it's none of it is working at all. I think that it, there's it's not. Close. I think some it's, of it is working because they haven't totally turned on them turned on each other. You know. Kind of. There was, there was a little know, bit with the Purcell of. thing, but I think that got blown out of proportion because that's just passion. Um, I was I like to see it, and Russ said he liked it, which I hate to agree with the guy, but he's right. You know? Yeah. I just I think that this could look a lot worse. They could be at each other's throats. Um, but then again, they're the most penalized team in football, and they can't score. Even when the defense does play well, it doesn't matter. Um, and they can still give up a back-breaking 91-yard drive just at the end of the game to a backup quarterback. It's, it's the same thing every week, right? It, it's yeah. such a Offense low over and score, and over. defense there, kills it, and then they allow a late score in the fourth quarter. There's and just nothing lose. to, like, yeah. salvage. There's no, like, well, this, you know, we got to bring in a guy because this is working. we got to bring in. It's it, the defense as a whole, I think – Vic Fangio set them up to be successful, and I think the talent's pretty good there. But to have a defense like that and still be losing games, like the Jets have no real offense. They just kind of find a way. Yeah. Um, there's, you know, a few other probably contending teams that the Giants don't have, a, like, a receiver one at all. Darius Slayton's, like, a third receiver. He's their best receiver. Yet what Dayball has done was find a way to – create points, scheme, stay in games. Um, there's, you know, ways to do it. So for the Broncos to be so, so inept 
inept and not be able to be winning games with the defense that you know is a top five defense in the league, it's a direct reflection on the dysfunctionality of the team, the really true embarrassment that is this offense. And um, the I don't know if it's a culture thing, a lack of talent thing, it's it just it's a it's it's a it's all of those D, things. All the above. It's a blow up. Yeah. It's a complete like drop a bomb on the thing and blow it up, rebuilt. Like, man, I wish Deion Sanders has said all the things yesterday at his press conference that like I wish the Broncos would be doing. Total re you know, it's a rebuild, not a reboot. Yep. You know, that's a, for real. Not a reboot. We ain't close. It's a tear down like you know, when you see um I don't know, man, it's like Starbucks, they don't go into like old Burger Kings that failed because it's easy and cheap. That would, be, that would be pretty cool, though. Yeah. They tear that pig down and they build up what looks like a Starbucks of the future these days. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's just, you know, sometimes there's, there's no value there to keeping anything up. It's a complete tear down. And that's okay. It's just what it is. That's who and what the Broncos are right yeah. now. Um, Cody said on uh, Afternoon Drive last week on yeah. Friday, he believes that. The Broncos will trade Cortland Sutton during the NFL draft. I could see that. I wouldn't be surprised. And I bet you they can get a second or third round pick. Yeah. I bet you they can get a third round pick for him. Yeah. And again, you have to look at it too, like the investment in Judy and the investment in Hamler, the financial investment in Tim Patrick. Um, yeah, because they got a pretty good deal on both Sutton and Patrick. Yeah, that is decent money, but also like together. If you're paying two guys that much money, that's more than, like, the top single receiver makes in the league. Yeah. So if you don't get that kind of production from the two, then one's got to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's it. I mean, yeah, they they got a lot of problems. They do got a lot we'll of problems. We'll see what they do. Um, that's the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's presented by Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app. Go check the website out. It's great. Um, Total Beverage is a partner, too, as well. TotalBev.com is the website. Whether you're just grabbing a 12-pack or a bunch of bottles for gifts, whether you're a boss who gives you know bottles out to his employees, or whether you're just trying to grab a beer and a cigar or something like that, man. These guys are the best. Go check them out. Um, that is it. I'm going to shout out Platte River Mortgage, too. Sean Sadita, Platte River Mortgage. Two decades, that brand is, man. Um, it's in a game that is in a market that is so incredibly fierce. You have to have a guy like Sean in your corner who's fighting for you every single day, um, not some company in another state when you're trying to buy a house like in this market. That doesn't make any sense at all. So Danny Bailey, good job. Um, Alex Becker, good job. Danny, I'm, um, I'm happy for you. The buffs, man. It's magical. If you're yeah, a real Saturday buff, night was fun. Buff fans are like real. They're realistic. They know it's been lean. They know even if you're a younger dude and weren't there for it, what yesteryear, you know, you look like um, it, when when that wicked colors of gold and, uh, and black, uh, you know, mattered. I think that this is going to be so awesome of a ride for CU. I'm really excited for them. I want to be a part of it all the way through. Let's party together. Absolutely. Well yeah. said. Well I tried said. to give you like a CU guy yesterday. I was like, meet you at Dell Ward. I know. It was, I was like. Did I sound like a CU dude? <laughs> you did. Cause Let's I, go. Because I really, honestly, I was like, dang, I didn't even consider like going for the press conference. And then as soon as I watched the Broncos game um, like, and they, and they lost, I was like, why did I not go to see Dion's press conference? But yeah. it's going to be an exciting 
Uh, it's going to be an exciting we'll couple of years. There'll be more press conferences. There'll be more, conferences. There'll be more, conferences. There'll be more events. There'll be games. There'll be uh, spring practices. Everything. So yeah, we'll we should we should try to all get up there. The Do spring a whole game. station thing. The yes, spring game sure. will be fun. That's oh, yeah. Saturday or whatever in yeah. in March, whatever it is. Man, man, it's gonna be packed. What's exciting already is this hasn't even started yet. We're hearing about commitments, re, uh, decommitments. Mm-hmm. Um, again, we always kind of said, and this is back when you can you can't figure it out. Your Irvin Joe days. Well, all you got if you could build a fence around the state. And you keep the best players in Colorado. Well, that's the foundation. Then you get you some Texas, and you get you some. Then we're gonna go to California, and you get you, you know. I mean, which the pipeline that Dion has in Texas. I mean, he was prep coaching for seven years before he went to Jackson State. So he's got, I mean, connections after relationship after relationship in Texas. Maybe the hot, the you know the hotbed where all the best players grow, and if they're not from there, then they're from Florida, and then you know maybe not as much as they were back in the day. But then you go get you some California kids. I mean, that's Dude. what they did with McCartney. That's they recruited they California with, like, like crazy. crazy. So yep. All right, um, that's it. Um, thanks, guys. Good job. You. Appreciate you guys. It's always fun. It's easy when we got some good dudes to do it with. Uh, that's the Broncos Blitz podcast. Happy for the Buffs, sad for the Broncos. We're back tomorrow with another uh, podcast as well. We appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Yeah.